Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. You're listening to Face Palm America. I'm Beowulf Rocklin. I have conversations uh, with uh, people, my wife, my 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 father, my I, I mean, especially folks who are of of a certain age. Not so much my my daughter about just how enormously, overwhelmingly complicated the modern world uh, has become. And I know that that is to an extent. A, uh, a product of, of age and growing up in in a less technologically complicated uh, era than the one in which we live, but but I think also to a certain extent it, it, it is beginning to transcend the ability of of individual human beings and perhaps cumulatively all of us as human beings to uh, understand or or maybe even more critically control. And we have heard so much in the news recently about uh, artificial intelligence, how that creates art, uh, how that uh, has, has seemingly uh, eliminated uh, the, the need for the traditional uh, English class or, or created something which you, you have to get around because anybody can just like type into an AI chatbot and, and ask for an essay and get it delivered almost instantaneously. It really is uh, uh, an overwhelmingly and complicated uh, world, but it, it transcends AI in that there are these massive global networks that control our lives and influence us and direct us in so many different ways in in which don't seem to be directly created or, you know, it, or there, there's no hand at the till. There is, there's nobody directly uh, making all of this happen. They, they've set it up and it's, uh, and they've just let it go. <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's very strange and complicated. And I'm glad that I have someone here to help explain all of this phenomenon, or at least start to wrap our minds around it because it, it pesters me at, at the back of my mind every day, you know, probably a little bit more. David Auerbach is with us. He's a writer, a technologist, a software engineer, and he's the author of Meganets, How Digital Forces Beyond Our Control Commandeer Our Daily Lives and Inner Realities. David, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So what is a Meganet, as you have conceptualized it, how how do these manifest themselves in our daily lives? So, so the important piece is, is that a Meganet consists both of the human and the computer component. It's mm-hmm. not just an online network, mm-hmm. but it's what happens when you have people interacting with this network constantly, 
and conditioning and uh, modifying its algorithms in a way that there's no real centralized control possible. So what I call it is it's a persistent and evolving and opaque data network that controls how we see the world uh, that involves both humans and computers. So how does the, the fact that it receives all these modifications constantly from all sorts of different sources, how does that, um, I mean, first, give us an example of, uh, of that and, and how someone can just conceptualize that. What's a, what, what's a good example of, of how that does manifest itself in the world? Here's one, since we've been talking about AI, you know, uh, this Microsoft AI scared a lot of people by talking about, um, you know, one, releasing nuclear codes and doing whatever it wanted to. Uh, but the thing was, is that uh, the, the reporter had actually triggered it to say this by asking it for its shadow self's darkest dreams and darkest desires. Right. Um, and in doing so, well, what had been put into that AI, it was called Sydney, Microsoft Sydney AI. Well, what had been put into it was the collective nightmares and dreams of humanity. All this data that we've been generating has been poured into it. And in turn, it reflected that right back to us. It didn't mean any of those things. It didn't even understand what it was saying. It's very convincing and putting out you know, human-level text, but it doesn't understand those things. Yeah. It's really reflecting things back to us. And in turn, if we now write about... Um, you know, Sydney a lot and our nightmares, that's going to go into the next iteration of these chatbots and only reinforce the existing tendencies of it to say, oh, you want to know my nightmares? Okay, here's my nightmares and darkest dreams and darkest desires. In other words, it becomes a feedback loop. And the programmers, they have power to influence it somewhat, but there's no way they have time. There's time for any collection of humans to vet all the data that's going into it. All you're getting is just incredible vacuum cleaner of data being poured in and these um these very sophisticated machine learning algorithms recognizing patterns in them that uh of, of some in a in a you know semi-autonomous sort of way so we have these sorts of meganets establishing themselves in things like chatbots and we have them establishing themselves in in things like the the algorithms behind behind Google or YouTube uh, you know in or Facebook in, or, or, Twitter, or, yeah. or Facebook or so, so, social media same thing there that what people click on what people like well the meganets are taking that into account too and you know, causing you to cluster with uh, other people who like the same things, um, even if those things are things that society more generally may disapprove of. That, you know, whenever something explodes, whenever some bit of, I don't know if you want to call it misinformation or right. just ugliness or whatever, you know, you can't play whack-a-mole with that. You're never going to get it in time. And that's the lack of control that I'm getting at here. Yeah, and, and you can certainly see how that has um, a really – big and potentially deleterious impact on public opinion, the actions that people take, the the mind frames that they have. And and goodness knows that that probably already has and, and likely will continue to cause serious global problems uh, down the line. But I, I, I'm wondering to what degree 
those systems are extending their control. I mean, you mentioned uh, chatbot, uh, you know, uh, chatbot talking about uh, you know giving away the nuclear codes or, or something like that, and you could certainly envision at a point, depending on how much uh, you know rain these systems have of uh, a sort of nightmarish Doctor Strangelove uh, situation. I mean, they talked about the doomsday device in that movie, and this seems like it has the, the potential for creating a, a similar situation, if not directly, then, then indirectly. How much control are we... I mean, I mean it's, it's difficult to argue that it, it doesn't already have, like these systems, control over the course of the events if it controls the mind frames of millions and billions of people across the world. That, that's a given. But are we extending that control, that, that, that the influence of those systems, even to things which are much more dangerous even than, than social media and chatbots? Uh, I think econo- the economy will be the next big thing to go. Okay. Um, because remember, it's not, you know, there's no unified intelligence here it what's happening is sort of a more natural force akin to the weather where mm-hmm. things just sort of operate in by their own hidden laws and we can't get control over them because control is no longer sufficiently centralized and the size of these things is just too big so you know we're, we're just we just have that loss of control across the board and i think the next place you'll see it is in the economy now the global economy already is uh is something that works somewhat on its own laws but uh but when you introduce uh things like you know uh you may have heard of stonks the viral Mm. thing when uh the viral phenomenon when a bunch of reddit users decided to pump up gamestop stock not because they thought it had good fundamentals but because they they liked it (laughs) and this was uh greeted with outrage by uh you know the gray eminences of the economy because uh it was not illegal but oh you know this is making the economy not work the way that we think it should mm-hmm. so i i think you're going to see more of that because you now have this decentralization of the ability to influence the economy and you don't see that in you see that nowhere more than in cryptocurrencies, where yeah. there's a certain lack of control even baked into it, and the semi-coordinated or uncoordinated action of just random people can send cryptocurrencies tanking or soaring in a very short amount of time. Uh, and that, we saw that repeatedly last year, and we also saw the rise of you know uh, someone like Sam Bankman-Fried, the uh, FTX uh, founder, who's now under. Uh, heavy indictments, I believe, um, where somehow, you know, this, this, even the old economy considered this guy a good bet. And I think that the issue is that we're actually going to see, hard, it's going to become harder to rein in and regulate uh, economic dealings in the way that uh, we do today. So if, if we have less and less control over the global economy, then then how do we prepare ourselves for the storms that that inevitably are, arise out of this? I remember several years ago, um, it, this seems like it was a similar sort of thing, but maybe in a more primitive way, it wasn't cryptocurrency, it was the stock market itself when, when for, I, I forget what precipitated it, but a, autom- a bunch of automatic trades 
eventually just sort of crashed the stock market uh, all, all at once. You probably re- remember the instance that I'm that I'm talking about, and eventually they had to kind of, you know, uh, shut it uh, shut it down because it was just getting itself into this incredible negative uh, cycle. I don't know, yeah. whether, and and they've right. corrected for that since, but like that doesn't mean that it couldn't happen again if different. And definitely, it will. Yeah. You know, you're just because these systems are just getting more complex and more integrated. Right. Um, And I think that, uh, well, you know, the first point I want to make is at least let's recognize the scope of the problem and stop just trying to play whack-a-mole with it, because that's why that's why we keep getting surprised. That's why we keep getting frustrated. Once we acknowledge that this is that these are systems that we can only influence in, you know, in in part and only in more general ways, we can at least start to look at ways to mitigate it. Uh, And the suggestions that I make in my book, Meganets, relate to just trying to slow things down, Mm -hmm. trying to disperse and uh, and and make more diffuse uh, viral feedback mechanisms that Mm -hmm. that that result in instant amplification if you can have a general mechanism that just sort of keeps uh everybody from going in the same direction simultaneously you can at least buy yourself a little more time to cope with these things before they blow up quite so badly now depending on the context this may or may not be more and more feasible on social media though you could see you know intentionally trying to not recommend identical content and lumping identical people together so that they're in places that are ready to panic uh facebook actually something like this in the run-up to the 2020 election i mean beyond um banning all political advertising not just some but all of it which does not speak of their fine-grained control either mm-hmm. i feel like you know there have been tacit admissions of this of this loss of control it's just that mm-hmm. no one wants to say it explicitly but beyond that facebook also restricted uh link sharing to five people maximum at a time uh-huh. and that was and I think they had come to the conclusion, well, there's no way they're going to filter. There's no way they're going to be able to identify in real time what's a good, what's quote unquote good, a good information link versus what's not much. You know, you can't even get people to agree on that these days. Mm-hmm. What you can do, though, you can at least say, OK, we're going to just like slow down the propagation and limit the fan out and uh, uh, and viral spread of everything. Right, and I think that that's more the path that uh, you need to go down if you want to at least try to tame this. That said, uh, I, I think we're still looking at a world in which you are going to see these sorts of these sorts of blowups uh, on right. a pretty regular basis. Right, and, and there's a after. there's a huge economic you know incentive to keep going faster and faster because I mean they did, they took off those limitations uh, eventually, and right. um, and and who is to say when they're going to put them back? Like when they when they see enough detriment to their <laughs> their possible income but when other platforms are are in, engaging this how do you i mean how do you put the brakes on it when there there's so much pressure to go faster to make more money to 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 draw that in i mean there are all these countervailing forces uh, against those yeah. sensible measures my my own suspicion is that you won't see any movement on that until there really is a a, a significant crisis that that uh, I mean a really significant crisis that sort of bring, makes it makes the problem impossible to ignore to say that okay this has been a disaster and we need to figure out some way to get these to, to at least mitigate the harm of these systems because trying to control them hasn't worked 
that people trying to set up regulatory regimes and all of that thing that's just pie in the sky. So I think that it will take a couple like very hard lessons before, but um, I think that we're inevitably going that direction. So we will be confronting such crises. And after that, I think that hopefully there will be a little more readiness to say, okay, Leo, let's put the brakes on. I mean, like I said, you know, it's not as though uh, these big tech companies are not aware of these issues. You know, Um, chat GPT spent a year trying to make its AI as boring and inoffensive as possible. Uh, Microsoft didn't, but uh, they're certainly putting a lot of work into that now. So it's not as though the profit motive or the or or apathy is always dominant, but it often takes a big wake up call. And um, you know what I'm trying to do is again to draw people's uh, attention to uh, the fact that we're asking the wrong questions and saying like, oh, fix this, fix that, but mm-hmm. without seeing the larger systemic issue. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We, we saw a, a pretty enormous, you know, systemic issue with, with the pandemic and the impact that it had on global supply chains, given how thinly they were spread uh, with uh, the advent of a just just in time production. Uh, how do you think how do you think? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if number one, I mean, I, I suppose you think that constitutes a, a mega net. And is that an example of like the vulnerability of those kinds of structures? Yeah, that's a great that's a uh, that's a great point. I don't address it directly in the book, but indeed it was something that was on my mind, uh, and I simply didn't have enough time to research it in depth. But yes, I think that it does qualify as that because you are getting this responsiveness and reactivity in which feedback loops uh, drive um, drive production and supply chains, and that shocks to them unexpected uh, phenomena can um 
can cause them uh, can, can cause them to 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 fall apart pretty quickly. I I do think that in some ways we've acclimated to them better that we had that uh, compared to what could have happened um, that that uh, the supply chains weren't impacted as badly, and I think that that is because. There are some self-correcting mechanisms built into those uh, in, into those applied into those supply chains that have evolved over time, and I don't think that those exist for technology yet for newer technologies yet. Um, uh, and my hope is that we'll be working those out because. Uh, compared to supply chains, the amount of data and the amount of algorithmic complexity in these newer meganets is far vastly beyond uh, human comprehension. A supply yeah. chain, you can at least analyze it bit by bit. I mean, there's a lot of them, but it, compared to, say, looking at the guts of um, a social media filter uh, filter algorithm or Lord knows sort of machine learning algorithm, uh, those other th th those those technologies. You, you literally can't even figure out why it did what it did some of the time. Yeah. I, I, I guess, I guess my final question would be on, on the level of regulation and, and maybe it's just not possible to, to regulate these things in the traditional way that we envision regulation taking place. But it certainly seems like we have policymakers, whether in the United States or around the world who even less than the the much of the general population, you know, don't don't truly understand how certain basic elements of the internet and social media function. How then do we implement the things that we're going to need in the future in order to slow these things down, like through regulation or through or or through other means? How do we get people in place in a position of power who actually understand how these things work? Really good question. That one, I'm afraid I don't have a great answer for. I think building awareness is the first step, um, just getting people to be aware of what the problem is, how it's affecting things, and what isn't working. Um, once we've got that, maybe we can start to build uh, some sort of consensus and some sort of organization that's a bit better than the sort of toothless rhetoric that the, the Biden administration put out with their AI Bill of Rights, which is... <laughs> <laughs> that and three dollars will get you a cup of coffee yeah. um but uh it's not an easy task and i won't pretend that i know um you know how you can just push a button and get people aware of that my part again is to just build awareness and say look we have to understand uh what problem we are really dealing with which is a not really uh, a lack of will but a lack of control right yeah i guess it really just starts with educating as many people as quickly as possible and getting people to think about this and and maybe along the lines of what you're talking about with slowing things down giving people the space and the time to think about it so that it's possible to conceptualize what the situation and the dangers are as opposed to just plunging into the machine as is very easy to do as anybody who's ever gone down uh, a rabbit hole on on YouTube or on social media uh, knows just turning the screen off for a while, thinking about what does this really mean? What are the consequences of the actions that I take every day? You know, if even for yeah. for for just a few minutes and thinking about what are these structures, what do they mean? What are the consequences, 
and what might we do about them? Right. Yeah. I think that's a great first start. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my that that is my hope. And uh, I fear though that enough people will have to be sort of you know get to the point of saying this is a real crisis and we have to really look into this more deeply before that even happens. Yeah. But yeah. You know, what can you do? Uh, we're not getting rid of this technology and it certainly has its benefits. So I think uh, all we can do is move forward with our eyes open. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. There's there's no turning back, but we have to do uh, look forward and we have to have our eyes open while we're walking forward. And <laughs> otherwise, we're going to bump into things. David Auerbach is a, a writer, technologist, a software engineer, and he's the author of Meganets, How Digital Forces Beyond Our Control Commandeer Our Daily Di- Lives and Our Inner Realities. David, thank you so much for spending the time today. It's a really important conversation, and um, thank you for thinking about it. Thank you for encouraging others to do so. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm Beowulf Rockland, and this is Face Palm America. Enjoy the day. <laughs>